DeAndre Ayton staying put in Phoenix as the Suns match the Indiana Pacers max offer to keep him in town. Here to talk about that and the NBA offseason with us, one of our favorites. You can hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can see him on ESPN. Yeah, I just did. the interruption and around the horn. Frank Isola joins us here on the 72-sold sports line. Frank, how are you? All right. First of all, I'm doing well. How are you guys? But let's, let's be clear. The second biggest story is DeAndre Ayton. The biggest story is that Dan has finally returned from his vacation. <laughs> where he takes as many pictures of himself as Khloe Kardashian does. <laughs> so, it's good. I actually, this is how sick my life is, and I really don't have one. I'm watching Iceland, Italy yesterday in women's Euro soccer in the middle of the day, and I'm thinking, ah, our guy Dan Bickley was just there. Yeah, Reykjavik's a great city, man. Woman, did you know that every woman on the team, the last name is daughter because of the, I guess they're named, it's like it's Magnus' daughter, Jonas' daughter. When you're watching a game and the play by play guy says the word daughter every two seconds, you're ready to kill yourself. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. That is yeah. really interesting. Magnus' daughter, Jonas' daughter, over to Magnus' daughter. Just take daughter. I know. <laughs> you know what's even funnier, dude, is trying to like drive through Iceland with a, with a GPS system that they have to pronounce the names of the streets. Turn left on Hagmendaz and you're like, where? All right. All right, Frank, what's going on in the NBA with Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns? Anything? Well, well, the Phoenix Suns blew it. They had to sign, uh, you know, they had to match that offer for DeAndre Hayden. I see, you know, Kevin Durant clearly wants to go there. I think you know, the DeAndre Ayton signing kind of complicates things now in order to make it happen. I always thought it would take multiple teams in order for this deal to go down, and that obviously is the case now. But when you remove, I mean, you can't trade DeAndre Ayton until January. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to happen. I understand why Kevin Durant would want to go to Phoenix. To me, it makes a lot of sense because I think he knows he needs to play with a guy who's more of the hands-on vocal leader. Kevin Durant is a leader. I mean, the guy plays hard all the time. He practices hard. He's committed to his craft, but he's just not the kind of guy that's going to hold players accountable. And when you're playing with, you know, a grade-A knucklehead like Kyrie Irving, you need to hold him accountable. And Kevin Durant didn't want to do that. So, his, it, you know, to me, it's I give him credit for kind of understanding the kind of player and leader that he is. Notice how the two teams he picked were Phoenix, where you have, uh, you know, obviously Chris Paul and Monty Williams is there, and he knew Monty. You know, they, Monty was the assistant coach in uh, in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant was there, and in Miami is Miami. You know, the media there tells us all the time about heat culture. So I think he knows. <laughs> They beat you to death with that one. Yes, he's, they do. You know, I think he's smart. I think he knows like what he's capable of and what he needs around him. Frank, I saw our guest here on the seventy-two sold sports line. You use the phrase "they blew it" because they had to match. <laughs> they, they, they had to match the offer that Indiana put out there, and they absolutely had to. But what we've been discussing in part today, Frank, is that if you go back to last summer when we all thought DeAndre Ayton was getting the max extension from the Suns, had they done that and everything else played out the same, the, the amount of flexibility they would have right now to engineer a trade for Kevin Durant would be much greater. So they probably did blow it. Uh, and, and you go back a year uh, to the origins of that. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I do. And I think, you know, to me, DeAndre Ayton had proven enough 
you know that that uh, you know two seasons ago where he was the starting center on a team that made the finals and you know they made it all the way to game six and he had some really good moments in the playoffs obviously the great shot that he hit against the Clippers so he was always going to be an asset and it's weird about uh, the Suns because I do give them credit for matching the offer because you know you guys know the history when they had a team that was on the precipice of maybe winning a title that's when they decided not to give a lot of money to Joe Johnson and then never made it to a finals when they had a team that was you know right there it doesn't guarantee you anything but they had a team that you know very well could have made an NBA finals and they decided not to match that money and I I will you know on my radio show with Brian Scalabrini which I know you guys wake up every morning at four o'clock to listen to uh, we've been saying all year long like when Michael Porter got that contract from Denver we're like hang on a second like Michael Porter never plays and and of course he never played this year and he's getting paid everyone gets paid the NBA except for poor DeAndre Ayton who was only the number one pick of the draft and went to an NBA finals I'm not listen I'm not saying he's Will Will Chamberlain but my god everyone gets paid this poor guy couldn't get paid until yesterday yeah no you're you're exactly right and that's and I think that's why Suns fans are celebrating because there's been so much dysfunction it it happened with Amari Stoudemire after the Suns went to the Western Conference Finals where Robert Sarver's like yeah you know we got real close to a championship but that guy ain't worth five years I'm not giving it to him and and then after that came 10 years of no playoffs so uh, to me I think that at least at least they're making competent business decisions which is a uh, good thing going forward here's my question to you Um, because a lot can change between now and January how far do you, th- and I agree with you about Kevin Durant, he's, he needs to go to pre-existing culture, and that's where he's yep. gonna, that's where he's gonna succeed. H- how far can he, will he push this, especially now that Adam Silver's come out and kind of clap back on KD a little bit? Yeah, and I think, you know, whenever we talk about trades, and, you know, the Knicks fans tend to do this, I'm sure Phoenix fans are doing it now, where you only look at it from your team's standpoint. Look at it from the Brooklyn Nets standpoint. If you're Sean Marks, this is going to be the biggest trade of your life. So, you, and you have Kevin Durant under contract for four years, so you have to make a deal that you think is the right deal for you. You just can't. All right, so look at the Rudy Gobert deal that Utah made. Utah got back all those picks, but they only got back, like, roll players. The Nets are in a position because they traded all their picks for James Harden. You know, they they don't want to bottom out. They want to remain a competitive team, so they're not only looking for picks, they're looking for a player. For example, and Boston wouldn't do this, but Jalen Brown, three first-round picks, and two right-to-swaps in the future. That might be something that might attract, um, you know, the the New York, I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets and could be attractive to Boston. But the other variable with Kevin Durant, that's why I think he works in Phoenix because of Chris Paul's age, and I think he works in Miami probably because of Tyrod. Age, kind of like a win-now situation. But one thing about Kevin Durant, he is going to be 34 in September. The last three years, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Obviously, three seasons ago, he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to play at all because of the torn, uh, ruptured Achilles. And I will say this, and I do the the Brooklyn Nets games on yes, he was great during the regular season. When the guy plays, he always plays the right way. He passes out of double teams. He defends. He rebounds. He does everything. Like, he is a legitimate superstar. The only thing that was a little surprising to me was how poorly he played in the playoffs. Now, Boston basically geared up their entire defense to stop him. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, except for game one, didn't play well the rest of the series. So I don't think it's as much of a home run for other teams to just give everything up 
for Kevin Durant. I do think for Phoenix, because they're looking to win now, and you still have a good mix of veterans like Chris Paul and, and younger players like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and I think Miami's in the same boat. But I don't think he's for every team because of his age and kind of his injury history. Frank Isola, our guest. You can hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. See him on ESPN. Uh, he is our guest here on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Um, let, let, looking into the future, I mean, there's a, 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 it's going to be hard for the Suns to get Kevin Durant still. So if, if they go into the season, Frank, in your mind, with basically the same cast of characters, you know, some periphery players are different. Do you think that's enough for them to stay at or near the top of the Western Conference, considering what uh, Golden State has, and considering the return from injury from a lot of key uh, for a lot of key players uh, for, for Western Conference teams? Is it enough? Yeah, I have a fun. Yeah, I, I think it is, and I, you know, coaches always talk about not overreacting to wins and not overreacting to losses. And obviously their Game 7 loss was shocking. They played as poorly as you could play. It might have been, a lot of people said it might have been the worst Game 7 home performance by any team in NBA history. But, you know, the team still did go to the finals two seasons ago. They did win 64 games last year. There are always some minor moves that you could make. There's going to be growth from some of the younger players, including Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. There's always something that you can do during the season. I think the thing for them will be maybe they're probably thinking, you know what, maybe we shouldn't go all out to try to win 64 games next season. Maybe that, maybe they'll approach yeah. that part of the season differently, but we know how it works. The issue is always Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul was hurt two seasons ago in the finals. He was somewhat banged up, and he was able to be exploited. And when they played Dallas, how many times did they just try to get him, um, you know, Dallas tried to get Luka isolated on Chris Paul. So the biggest thing for them will always be help come the postseason. But I see they'll be in a position now where nobody will think they'll be able to win, so it might actually take a little pressure off them. I, I think they'll be just fine. That's a good point. Um, do, do you think, uh, on some last thing on Kevin Durant, do you think on some level the Miami Heat have a path there if if they involve Utah, which has got this piece in Donovan Mitchell and, and apparently reportedly really likes the idea of acquiring a guy like Tyler Hero? Do, do you think that that could go any place? Yeah, and as you know, because of uh, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, the max extension that he has, rookie max extension, the Nets can't have him and Donovan Mitchell right. on the same team. So it becomes even more complicated. But I do think you're on the right track. I do. If there's some kind of deal for Kevin Durant, it could, it's going to involve a lot of teams. And Utah would certainly go on. Who knows? Maybe somehow the Knicks would get involved. Miami trying to get Kevin Durant. I think that's true. The Simmons part of it is funny because, you know, the guy has not played since, what was that, June of last year. Then, you know, in the fourth quarter of the last game that he played for Philly, he's basically hiding on the court. Ever since then, all he's tried to do is make himself the center of attention. So you go from hiding on the basketball court to now wearing wacky clothes on the bench, not playing. Then the guy actually shows up at Summer League, probably to, you know, he has got a beautiful girlfriend, the lovely Maya Jama. He's sitting courtside, like at Summer League games. And then, you know this, like it used to be when guys were hurt, or they really played poorly, they would do this weird thing. They would basically hide. Yeah. They'd go away, hide, and try to get better and keep you know keep it on the down low. Ben Simmons cannot make himself more the center of attention. He just, I guess, posted something on social media about an $800,000 call that he bought. Oh, man. You know, he should, you know, the, the Nets went out and got what they thought was a sports car, and he turned out to be a lemon. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so bizarre. Like, I, I, my thing is for all these GMs, and I'm sure they think about this stuff, 
stuff like this. I'm only getting guys that love to play basketball. If you don't, if you don't love to play, I'm not sure I want you on my team. That's I, so true. You got to have those guys. I think Booker's like that. I think Chris Paul's obviously like that. He's not playing as long as he doesn't. Kevin Durant is like that. Kyrie Irving, not like that. So yeah, they have their moments where they're unbelievable. They look at the talent, like we always say. The defenders of Kyrie will always say, "Look at that chick handle." Yeah, okay, he played 29 games like. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I know this. He's pretty well rested for crying out loud. <laughs> Frank, you're always the best, yeah. man. Thank you, you so much best, for joining Frank. us today. We appreciate right, it. Way, I got one. I got one last one for you. I'm standing right outside the White House. I want to be first in line when a New York team wins the title. How long do you think I'm going to have to stand out in front of the White House? <laughs> maybe on, buddy. Maybe October. Yeah. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. Thanks, Frank. See you, buddy. Uh, I'll see you guys anytime. 